Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me today, especially on this great grand week of Thanksgiving. I know this is the day, dads, that we're all looking forward to. It's the day we get to wear our stretchy pants to the table. We get to eat and eat and eat until we can't eat anymore, and then we'll get up and go to the kitchen to get dessert. And after that, we'll kick back, we'll relax, we'll take a nap, we'll watch some football, and you know what? It's all perfectly acceptable because that's the set expectation on Thanksgiving. So I hope you live it up. I hope you have a lot of fun. But in all seriousness, outside of the fun and games, I hope you will take a moment to think about all the blessings you have in your life, everything that you are grateful for that you should be grateful for. Being thankful is a game changer, not just in your personal life, but also as a dad. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about fathering with thankfulness. I heard a story about about someone that I actually know not too long ago, and it was this girl, she got pregnant, she had a child, and there's still issues to this day, but long story short, she never wanted the baby. And I could not wrap my mind around how in the world somebody would not want their child. And I think it boils down to, well, there's no gratitude there, and there's no gratitude there because there's a bad perception of what that child is and what that child means. Bottom line, kids are a blessing. Not only do they add this great amount of joy and this grand experience to our own lives, but I just want you to consider the odds of them existing. And I think a lot of times this gets washed away because there's so many people on the planet. What are we at, like 8 billion now? That's That's a big number. And we typically probably don't even think on that scale. We just think, man, there's a lot of people on the road and I can't get to where I'm trying to get. Traffic is ridiculous. There's too many morons on the road. That, that's how we think. So we don't think about the probability of our kids existing. But I just want you to consider this. You and your wife both have to be capable. Now, for you, maybe that's not an issue. For your wife, maybe that's not an issue. But that's actually a pretty big deal for a lot of couples. And not only that, but you've got that one champion swimmer who's got to make it, and you've only got one. Most of the time, there's only one that makes it. But it has to happen at the right time. There's a window of opportunity when your wife can actually go through the process. And often, there are complications after conception. I talked about this briefly with my buddy Derek Weeks in last week's interview one in four women miscarry. So there's complications after conception. Sometimes there's complications that develop further along into the pregnancy. Even when babies are born, they are delicate. And the sad reality is some of them don't make it. I unfortunately know people who they had children who were born and they were only alive for a couple of hours, some of them a few days. And I can't even begin to comprehend the pain and the mental stress of losing a baby just moments after it is born. 
But what I find remarkable about these dads who have been through that experience, I can think of a couple of people who have done it, and each of those dads had a very similar thing to express when they were actually able to wrap their head around everything that they went through. But they just talked about how wonderful it was to have that opportunity to meet that child. That child couldn't have a conversation, but they could do all the talking. They could tell them all the things they wanted to tell them about. They could tell them about what their life would look like, all the fun things that they would do, whether in this life or in the next. And they just enjoyed the moment while they had it. And that's a sad reality, but that is often the case. There's a really good chance that you don't exist. In fact, in 2011, in a TEDx talk, the self-help author Mel Robbins announced that the odds of being born are 1 in 400 trillion. That's trillion with a T. 1 in 400 trillion. The chances that you are actually born and alive today, 1 in 400 trillion. And that child that you have, they had the same odds, the same probability. Bottom line is they are special. They are a gift. They are a blessing. And generally, we are thankful for blessings. I mean, if I blessed you with a gift of $1 million, oh, I bet you'd be thankful. I bet you would greet me every time I showed up. You'd go out of your way to say hi to me. You would feel obligated to, in some sense, give me constant gratitude because I gave you something so great because I changed your life. Now, unfortunately, I can't do that. Hopefully, one day I will be able to gift that great amount to an organization or to someone, to a church. I'd love to be able to do that. I can't right now. If you want to do that for me, totally fine with that, and I will be that person who constantly feels the need to say thank you for what you've done, but when we have blessings in our life, generally we are thankful for them when we understand the magnitude of that blessing. And here's the thing, when you live life thankful, your outlook is totally different. Your your perspective your perception, your perspective, it, it changes when you look at life through this lens of thankfulness. There was an old story I used to hear quite often, and there were two graduates. These two graduates, for whatever reason, their degree, they had to move because wherever they lived, they couldn't get a job that fit you know, their major. So they hop on a train, and the first graduate gets off the train. He's looking at this particular city from a distance, and he notices that there's some old guy sitting on one of the benches. So he walks over to that guy. He says, hey, I just graduated. I got my degree in blah, blah, blah. I'm looking to start a career, and there's an opportunity here in this, in this city, but I wanted to know if you could give me some details about this city. He's like, well, sure, yeah, I've lived here my whole life. What do you want to know? He said, well... You know, is this a is this a good city? You know, do they do things in the community? Is there involvement? Yada yada yada. He said, "Well, what was it like where you previously came from?" He said, "It was horrible." 
He said, when they did events, they weren't any good. Nothing was organized right. It was all a drag. He was like, I'm not going to miss where I came from. He was like, so, okay, well, it's going to be the same here. You're going to think the exact same thing. You're not going to like it. He said, oh, that's unfortunate. He said, but what about the people? He said, are, are the people okay? And he said, well, the, the old man said to the graduate, well, how were the people where you came from? He said, I had no friends. I'm not going to miss anyone. I didn't care about anyone. They were all dumb. They didn't know what was going on. They were just disconnected from reality, from the world. I'm glad to be away from them. And the old man looked at that little graduate. And he said, well, son, I'm sorry to tell you this, but it's going to be the same way here. He said, you're not going to like the people. Trust me. So the graduate said, you know, you've spared me a lot of heartache by letting me know how bad everything was going to be here, and I appreciate your time. And so he took off. Second graduate stops, sees the city, sees the old man, walks up, does the same thing. He says, hey, what about the city? What about the people? And the old man asked the graduate. He said, well, how was the city where you came from? How are the people? He said, I'm going to miss home so much. He said, the city was wonderful. The community was so involved, and they did things, and you know, the churches were great. Everything was great about the community. He said, and the people were even better. He said, I have so many great friendships and connections back home, and it's going to be sad that I'm not going to be able to go out on a regular basis with some of these people and see these same friendly faces as often as I got to growing up. And the old man looked at him, and he said, you're going to love it here. He said, the city's great. You're going to love everything that they do. He said, and you're going to love the people. He said, you're going to make friends just like you had. You're going to have relationships here with incredible people. And that graduate said, thank you so much for letting me know. And he headed into town to get started. Well, there was a person that happened to be sitting on another bench and heard both conversations. So out of curiosity, he got up and he went to the old man. He said, look, I heard you talk to both of those graduates and they asked you the same questions, but you gave them two totally opposite answers. He says, why is that? And the old man looked at him and he said, it's because people carry their environment with them. He said, whatever your perspective is, it's going to be that way even when things change around you. And that's the point that I'm trying to get at today. This is why I want you to father with thankfulness, because if you will have gratitude and that will be a lens that you look through. It's going to change the way that you father. It's going to change the way that you parent. It, it'll do more than just father. It, it'll do more than help you as a father. It will help you in life in general. But let me tell you this little story. A while back when I got COVID, it was really unfortunate, but what was fortunate is that my family was gone for three weeks in Ohio. My wife had just been a superwoman. She took care of three other kids in addition to our three kids all summer long, and she needed a break. And so we agreed that she could go up to Ohio, see her friends, her family, and she took the kids, and I stayed home. And I was going to do some work on the house, but I got COVID pretty bad. Um, so that was fun. So I didn't do anything and I was weak and finally got through it and they were finally coming home and they were going to be on their way and they'd been gone for so long. And with as tragic as everything was and with how long it was, I even told my wife probably a week and a half into it. I said, three weeks is much too long. I said, we, you can't do this again. You can't be, you can't leave me by myself for this long. 
but I was anticipating their return. I had huge hopes. I had huge expectations when I would get to see my kids and my wife for the first time in three weeks. Because honestly, I only got to FaceTime them two or three times because I didn't even have enough strength when I had COVID to pick up the phone and to have a FaceTime call or to talk to anybody. I was, I was out of it. So I was really looking forward to this. And they pulled up to the front of the house and I went out to go see them. They were all tired. They were all a little bit fussy. I got to pick up the baby Jojo and I thought she would love to see me because she reached for the phone or for the iPad to try and get me when we FaceTimed. But I picked her up. Oh, and she cried. She cried. She just wanted mommy. She didn't want daddy. She hadn't seen me in three weeks, and she <laughs> she was done with me. And the kids, they kind of talked, but all in all, they just wanted to get back in the house and look at some other little things and just go to bed. It was a long trip. They drove. I understand. They were tired. I get it. But it was not at all what I expected. But you know what? Even though it wasn't what I hoped for, even though it wasn't in line with my expectation, I was so happy to see them because I was so thankful for my family. Even when things didn't go the way that I wanted them to go, I still enjoyed the experience. Honestly, there have been times where just the reality of, hey, I'm a dad and I have these wonderful kids, when that mindset was so vivid in me, even when the kids were crazy and disobedient, I was so thankful. And I was so thankful that I had an opportunity to teach them. When they did something wrong and and I'm in that mindset, it's not... I'm going to lose my temper. It's not, you know, I'm trying to do something. Stop what you're doing. It's not, I'm reacting. It was, no, I have, I have an opportunity here. I have an opportunity to speak into my daughter's life. I have an opportunity to speak into my son's life. Yeah, they're acting crazy. They're acting a fool, but I've got an opportunity here. And I'm thankful that I get to have this opportunity. I'm thankful that I am their dad and that they are my children And that I can do this. I can instruct them. I can help them find a better way of living. Your outlook and your perspective changes when you father with thankfulness. And look, I understand it's easy to lose that perspective of thankfulness and take things for granted when every day feels the same. When you go through the monotony of life, I understand that one day you might be thankful and the next day it doesn't really feel like anything changed and you just kind of lose that that intensity that you had the day before. I know it feels that way sometimes, but the reality is every day offers something new. Every day offers something unique. Now, I'm really proud about this. I'm going to steal a quote from the best animated movie Kung Fu Panda, it says, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why they call it the present. So 
I want you to start living every day as a thankful father, as a dad who's grateful, truly grateful for your family. Will there be trying times, challenges? Of course. But years from now, you'll look back on disastrous times and you'll laugh. You'll almost desire to relive them, to live through those times again. You'll be thankful for every experience. You'll look back and you'll say, those were the days. Newsflash, you were living in those days right now. So why not be thankful for them now? Why wait until later to realize how blessed you are? Now, I understand this might be a challenge. When life feels stressful, when you're going through things, you're missing your deadlines, everything is not the way that you want it to be. It can be difficult sometimes to find that element of thankfulness. It can be hard to just make the transition of just living the way that you are and then becoming a thankful person, a thankful person in general. It can be tough. So how do we do it? First thing you have to do is you've got to realize what you have. You have to consider all the great things in your life. Even think about the struggles that you're going through that in time will ultimately make you better. So here's what I'd like you to do. I got three things that I want you to do, Dad. The first thing I want you to do is make a list of all the things that you're thankful for. Now, you don't have to write everything down today because where people generally mess up with this is they make a list and they make a list of like 50 things, right? They go through it and they're like, okay, I can breathe. Thankful for that. I have toes. You know, they just go on and on and on. And not that you should take those little things for granted, but, you know, they just almost want to say, yeah, I can make a large list of things that I have in my life that I can say that I'm thankful for. That's not what I want you to do. I want you to really think and at least start with five things. Now, if you're a Christian, it ought to be God, your family, and then go from there. Maybe you have a career. Maybe you're involved in your church and there's something that you get to do that you really like. Maybe you get to do one of your hobbies. You know, you have community involvement. You do something. Make a list of five things that you are grateful for, five blessings in your life that you're thankful for. Start there. Because the trick is not to just make one grand list. The trick is to revisit it every day. The trick is to consistently add to it. You have to discipline yourself and remind yourself constantly that you have blessings in your life, that there are things that you are grateful for, things that you are thankful for. So I want you to make a list and don't go all out day one, just five or 10 things. Make a list and then tomorrow, look at the list again. Do it first thing in the morning. Look at the list again and say, you know what? Yes, these are all things that I still have today that I'm grateful for. And you know what? There's a couple other things that happened yesterday that were truly blessings. And I want to go ahead and add those to the list. Add to the list. Review the list. Refresh your perspective every day so that you can be a person 
who's grateful that you can realize, hey, life may not look exactly the way I want it to look, but I'm blessed. And because of that, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And I'm going to be a grateful and thankful person. I'm going to be a grateful and a thankful dad. So the first thing to do, you make your list and remember to keep revisiting that list. The next thing that I want you to do is I just want you to make sure that you have pictures on your phone of your kids, of your wife, of your family, because this is like an adrenaline shot. I can't tell you how many days have been crappy or I've been on the job or been somewhere else and just was down, just felt like giving up. And I just open my phone and I just start scrolling through photos and I'll look at every photo and I'll stop and I'll just remember the day. I'll remember the story. I, I like the photos that if other people saw them, they wouldn't really understand. I have a picture of Frankie in, it was the house we had right before this one, but we were given this really nice wooden uh, dining set and the chairs are pretty heavy and for the longest time he couldn't even budge them and for a while he couldn't even get in one, but he really wanted to sit in the chair like mommy and daddy and he would try every day. He tried for like a month it seems like and one day I happened to be sitting in the front little room where I could see into that dining room because there was a big open window. So he just liked to look into the backyard. And I watched him try and climb into the chair. And finally he did it. He made it to the chair. He turned around, he got situated, and he sat down in it like he was a grown man. And he just looked out the window. And I took a picture of that. And I have a picture of him looking off into the window, sitting in the chair. And if anyone were to look at that, They might think, oh, that's cute, or maybe they wouldn't think anything of it. But for me, that picture is huge because it was my little man making that next step to, you know, manhood. He's he's my little boy, but he's trying to grow up. And it's like I caught a phase of him growing up in that moment. So keep pictures on your phone. Have something that you can go back to and say, okay, this is a vivid reminder that I am blessed. I have lived a fulfilling and an enriching life. That's the second thing. And the last thing that I want you to do is I want you to be someone who gives others reason to be thankful. Be the person that impacts other people to the point where they feel like I am grateful for what they just did for me. For example, be the person who smiles. Be the person who acknowledges other people. Because there are plenty of people in this life who contemplate their existence, and they think that they live in this big old world and that no one sees them. And you might just walk past them on the sidewalk. You might cross paths with them going into a restaurant, or maybe they work where you work. But the fact that you just walk past them, make eye contact, smile, say, hey, how you doing? Or, hey, good morning, good afternoon. Or we're getting close to the point where you can say, hey, Merry Christmas. Doing that and displaying to them, hey, I see you. You're not invisible. 
People can see you. You're not alone. People care. People care enough to acknowledge you, to say something, to greet you. You might be part of the reason why that person comes around and says, you know what, maybe I do have some value in this life. Maybe it's not worth ending everything. Maybe people do see me. Maybe I'm not invisible. Be someone who helps others be thankful. It's like once you realize that you're blessed, once you realize that you have so much to be thankful for, extend that goodness to other people and let them realize, I have a lot to be thankful for. I had an interaction with someone today, and they were, they were a delight. They made my day better. I'm thankful for that person. You want to be that person that someone else is thankful for. That's what I want you to do. Those three things. Okay? First thing is you make a list, but you have to revisit it every day. And you can read the list if you want. Me, I get in my car in the morning, I'm by myself, I pray, and I review things that I'm thankful for. That's, that's, that's how I do it. You do it your way, but you have to revisit the list. Make sure every day you are taking the time to say, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. You have to do that if you want to be a thankful person. If you want to father with thankfulness, you have to become a thankful person. And that's what you got to do. Second thing, have that adrenaline shot. Have those photos on your phone ready to help you out on cloudy days. And the last thing, be someone who helps others have a reason to be thankful. Spread the thankfulness. Spread the gratitude. Let it be something that flows out of you into other people. And if you'll do that, one, you'll just become a thankful person in general. But if you'll do that, you'll begin to father with thankfulness. And it's going to change everything. Your kids will notice. Your wife will notice. You will notice. And I promise you're going to do a better job as a dad. So be a thankful person. Father with thankfulness. And remember, make your list, review it, keep photos of your wonderful, beautiful family, and be that person that helps others have reason to be thankful. Thank you for listening today. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you will join me next time.